guys, and welcome to another episode of The Wild Sorrel. This week's guest is Kenzie, known as Western Gringa on Instagram. She comes on to talk to us how she became a Western influencer and her tips and tricks on how to create your own social media account to become a Western influencer. Don't miss this episode because there's a lot of great tips and I hope you guys enjoy. My name is Kenzie Ald, and I am known as Western Gringa on TikTok and Instagram. Those are the biggest social platforms that I use. Currently, uh, I have basically two sides of my business. I am a designer, a fashion designer, and I also uh, influence. And um, I'm 26 years old. I've been doing this for about four years now. And um, I absolutely love it. I'm a creative person. I definitely um, thrive at what I do. I do have my ups and downs for sure. But um, yeah, I love what I do. I love the people I meet. I love the events I get to go to, all the rodeos and everything. Um, I actually didn't grow up ranch. I grew up in a tiny town on about 60 acres and I uh, was involved in FFA and Ford up, and um, my family raises sheep, so it's a little bit different than a cattle rancher, but I am a kind of determined person where I don't let it stop me from uh, doing the things that I want to do, so that is a little background about me. So what got you started in the fashion Western industry? Um, so whenever I was dating my first boyfriend, I was about 19 years old and, um, 18 or 19 years old. And I, uh, I started finding like vintage Wranglers on eBay and stuff like that. And I wore them a couple times and my boyfriend at the time was like thrilled that I was wearing them. He was like, that's so, so cool you know, you look hot, blah, 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 so, of course, I just kept wearing them, because I liked the encouragement and everything that I was getting, and then, um, over the summer of 2017, I met an ex-friend of mine, and, um, she actually did the same thing, bought vintage Wranglers, bought vintage Western clothes on eBay, and other secondhand shops, and, she posted pictures of them on her Instagram page and they were like very cute little aesthetic photos and whatnot. And I had just dropped my modeling agency that I was working with and I was looking for another outlet model. And, um, so I decided right then and there that summer that that is something I could definitely do. And so I started posting and I moved to Stillwater, Oklahoma, which was, at the time in 2017 was a great, very, very great place to start all of that because it's such a Western-based town. And, um, you know, Western fashion back then was not really, nobody really knew about it. I uh, actually kind of got made fun of a few times by strangers at the bars and stuff. Um, But, of course, I pushed through because I knew I was doing something unique and it would blow up eventually. And... Um, pretty soon I started to look around and I was inspiring other girls around Stillwater to dress the same way and even back home in Texas to dress the same way I was. And, 
I uh, just put my nose to the grindstone and posted consistently and tried to reach out to as many brands and work with as many people and other influencers as possible. And four years later, now I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's been quite a journey, that's for sure. It has. It's a... It was a long process. There's ups and downs of everything. Of course, being an entrepreneur, and a lot of people don't think that um, being a social media influencer is really entrepreneur entrepreneurial, but it really is because, I mean, not only am I in charge of literally everything that happens through my business, management, all that kind of stuff, you know, booking collaborations, uh, the creative outlet on everything, styling, all that kind of stuff. Um, it's more than a full-time job for one person. And there are times where I get so flustered and get that I don't post for a week or I have a creative block, but that is part of being an entrepreneur is sticking through it and just, you know, keep going and don't give up. And I'm a very determined person. And whenever I have hard times, it makes me want to eat more. (laughs) that's good well you don't just do that you've started your western brand also so you started that two years ago if I'm not mistaken I started it so my first I did start kind of selling t-shirts like t-shirts and hoodies and really stuff like that back in 2019 my mom is a printer so she um she's the one that helped me kind of get started with that um but as far as my fashion label for like um like pants and button ups and you know jackets and whatnot like actual clothes uh that started in october of 20 so uh this year in october of 2022 it will officially be two years since i have launched like an actual fashion label not just merchandise like hoodies and t-shirts with not knocking anybody for that. That's everybody's got to start somewhere. And um, but yeah, but my fashion label started in October 2020, and that is still one of the biggest challenges that I face. The challenges that I face right now, um, especially with manufacturing and all the political crap that goes on out there. Um, you know, trying to keep the import duties low and the shipping duty, the shipping costs and trying to find a manufacturer and all that kind of stuff. It's a very large investment and it takes time. And I am so blessed and I thank God every day that I have the support and the community and everything that I do. And I've been able to be pretty successful at it for the past year and a half already. So I'm very thankful for that. <laughs> so what started you off in selling was you were selling vintage items first, correct? Yeah. So I, um, whenever I started influencing, um, I lived in a tiny home with my ex-boyfriend in Oklahoma. And of course, in a tiny home, the closets are obviously tiny. And I had a, pretty strong obsession with thrifting and buying secondhand clothes, which um, most people would think I'm blowing a lot of money, but of course I wasn't because it was all secondhand, and most people didn't buy up all the Wranglers and Rockies and everything back then, so there was so many readily available. Sometimes I would get them $5, sometimes I would get them $10, you know, $20, whatever, 
Well, I got to the point where my closet was just too full. I was taking up mine and my ex-boyfriend's closet and the whole loft upstairs, folding everything up, <laughs> trying to store it everywhere. And um, I uh, had noticed a few other girls had sold their stuff, like their old clothes on their Instagram stories. And so I decided to give that a shot. And uh, this was like in 2018 or so. And I decided to give that a shot. And off the bat, it was so, so successful. I made money hand over fist, but it was just way too much for one person to handle through. I had to send somebody an invoice on PayPal and I had to message them on Instagram to let them know I sent it. And then I had to follow up with them to make sure they paid for it and blah, 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 blah. I had to get their shipping address, do it all manually, you know, not through a website. This was all through direct messages and it was chaotic completely. And <laughs> so both parents are entrepreneurs and my mom suggested to me that I get a website and try that out. So I uh, started with a website host and I got, you know, like the cheapest option, probably like 10 or $15 a month in payments. And um, I started listing all my vintage stuff on there. And of course it made it a lot easier, but then I ran into another problem was demand. I had so many people asking me for clothes all the time. And as soon as I would list something, it would sell out. And not only that, it hours on end to get, nice photos of every single item, edit the photos, upload the photos, put in the description, put in the size, you know, put in the fabric, the material, and all that kind of stuff. And then I'm still in charge of shipping all that other stuff. So I remember when I remember when you first started and I got that vest off you, which I still have. I have so many of your pieces. Like it's my obsession. It breaks my heart that you stopped doing it. But I understand. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I go back and forth. Like, there's some times where I'm just like, man, I really would like to do that. Or I see one or two things in the thrift store or something, and I'm like, man, I could really make a profit off of that. But then I, but then I sit there and think about it, and I'm like, no, I cannot go back to, like, I had zero time. Zero time to take pictures of myself or do my influencing or anything. So that was a big reason, too, why I, of course, I wanted to design my own clothes. That was always the intention. But that was part of the reason why I went on to selling hoodies and T-shirts. Because I was like, okay, I can handle this at a mass quantity all at one time. And I don't have people mad at me for, you know, an item going too fast. Because I would literally have girls, like really pissed off like tell me oh my gosh I wanted that I can't believe you sold it to so-and-so and I'm like look it was first come first serve oh my god first there's nothing I can do about it like I'm sorry you know and even now that's kind of the way my website is you know some of my stuff sells out so fast and there's just only so much I can do until I can grow and get more help you know and uh, be able to afford more employees and that kind of thing but um yeah sometimes I definitely want to go back to the vintage thing but I just don't think time-wise I could manage it by any means but I'm hoping to in here when I move Fort Worth hopefully this year I want to do like a um kind of like a sidewalk sale but more like where I rent maybe or something for the day and just have like me and a bunch of other influencers bring their old western vintage pieces 
to the studio and then we all set up clothing racks and just have a mad weekend of just shopping so i think i think socially that would be good for my brand as an event and um i also think that it'll be a lot less headache for me to um you know sell all of that stuff i agree but the vintage items really influenced your clothing line yeah, they did. So even now, um, sometimes I, if I'm like feeling like I have a creative block or something like that, and this goes out to any creators out there, like any jewelry makers or anybody else like that. Um, honestly, when I have a real bad creators block for designing new clothes, I really like to go back to my vintage pieces in my closet or I get on eBay and search for brands that I was really inspired by that don't exist anymore or go to the thrift store and find some vintage brands that aren't around anymore and kind of base some designs off of that because those pieces are truly wanted by so many people because they're not out there, which makes them unique and people want to feel unique when they dress themselves and so that's kind of the basis of, um, you know, obviously that's the base of how my company started, but that's kind of the base process of my designing as well. Going back to your roots. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, uh, I, my style has kind of evolved a little bit since then, but I still have, I think for the most part, I've always kind of had like that grunge or like darker side kind of look and sometimes you know in the past it was more vintage and kind of outgrew that a little bit but I think I still keep a good balance of modern trends and still make it western vintage kind of all in one if oh, that no. makes sense. No I agree with you 100% like some of your outfits that I see you in and I'm like that's very modern but at the same time it's like wild west style it's incredible how you style it oh thank you yeah wild west those are like some of my favorite words (laughs) (laughs) i love wild west stuff that's my favorite pretty much like every photo shoot i do is like super super western now like i hardly do anything that's any other thing (laughs) you cut out for a second there (laughs) Oh, I just said I just said that most of my photo shoots now are pretty much all Wild West themed. Like I hardly do anything else. No, it's like your um your train photo shoot. I thought that was so cool with that brown beigey looking leather. Yeah, that was actually for my birthday, which I was super excited about. But yeah, I uh, that kind of reminded me of like three ten to Yuma, which is also like kind of some inspiration I get I try to pull inspiration from like everywhere outside of social media because I feel like it's so I'm trying to think of the word it's just like so overdone and like you know people look within social media to create something new and they don't realize that you can't create something new when you're in the same environment you know what I mean you Mm -hmm. have to outside of that environment and I think a lot of like my humor and captions which this is probably something you didn't really want to talk about or even think about talking but something that I get a lot of compliments on are like my captions and stuff and um 
I have a very like dry or like satire sense of uh, writing in my captions and all that. And I get, I pull a lot of that from a lot of old Western movies I've seen, like from the 70s and stuff. Like uh, Mel Brooks is one of my biggest inspirations for that. Um, you know, and I think that not only with the writing style and the words and the phrases used and stuff like that, it makes me unique in that way, but I also think it kind of translate into the actual clothes that I'm wearing, if that makes sense. Like, whatever caption I put kind of correlates with the fashion I'm wearing on my body. So are you carrying a notebook when you have uh, Western Wednesday? Um, so I, I do. <laughs> Honestly, I, care, I have a notebook full of secrets, and I also have my phone full of secrets, but... I usually try to transfer all of my notes that are in my phone because sometimes I will just be like hanging around a sick barn or like go to pick up cattle with Carlos or whatever at Two Rivers Ranch or something and I'll hear somebody say something like three words and I'm like oh my gosh I'm like that's brilliant and I just like write it in my phone but I transfer everything out of my phone to my paper like weeks or a month because I'm terrified that somebody's gonna like go through my phone or whatever and steal <laughs> so I have like this secret notebook with everything in it <laughs> your secret diary with a key with a, a key it is I have a I have like a notebook where it's like quotes because you know my graphics like I'm always trying to think of new things to say and um like for example I think one thing that's really funny is um something some girl commented on my picture one time trying to just be a brat and she was like you don't look like you heard something or you know whatever and I said I said you're right sorry I got to go herd some cowboys and then I was like oh my gosh that's so brilliant but like it's like having that dry sense of like satire is exactly what pushes me through all like the negative talk that people my way and it also like totally creates a whole new aspect for social media like I'm not a girl dressing up and posting pictures of myself being super vain like I'm creative with my words and I try to make people laugh and like you know think about huh that's clever that's witty like you know what I mean like I try not to just be so look at me look at me look at me it's more like look at the story I'm talking look at the look at the funny thing I'm trying to tell you to make your day a little bit better or to think about things a little bit different you know what I mean no I agree but no that's it's smart because like you need to come up with catchy um descriptions that's what catches my attention like I read it and I just smile and I'm like oh it goes so well with that picture yeah, exactly, and I, I just, um, I really enjoy making people laugh, and um, I mean, honestly, like I said, with all, and especially, I mean, the Western industry is a very toxic, toxic place, like, it's a lot of the people in there, and, and I get it, I understand that tradition is key, and like, it is very important to hold to people's hearts, like, I understand that, but... I think a lot of the times people don't realize that if you don't include others, 
into the industry, you're going to end up losing it as a whole. And like with all that negative talk I get and everything, it's kind of like I'm poking fun but at the same time, I'm supporting it in, like, a comical, like, I love you guys, you know, let's have some fun, you know, like, that's kind of the the chatter and the captions and that kind of thing, that kind of attitude that I like to put out, um, because it's inviting to people, you know, like, whether you you did grow up on a ranch or you didn't or whatever, somebody finds those words close to their heart, either in a, in a humorous way or... Um, you know, in an inspiring way or, you know, inspiring as far as, wow, she didn't let these girls get her down. Like my post today, I posted in my caption, I said, um, post, or what did I say? Hold on. Let me look at my picture. (laughs) It said, It said, proving to you I'm a real country girl, one aesthetic picture at a time. <laughs> oh, my and, God. You know, like, I am definitely um, a grew-up country, no doubt. But And I don't need to explain that to anybody, you know. But, but just saying that, either the people who did grow up really Western on a ranch and all that, they'll find that funny. And then the girls who see it who are feel like they're not included in the industry or not welcomed will see that and be like wow she doesn't give a fuck you know <laughs> like like she's in it she doesn't care like she's just making fun of the people who are making fun of her and it's just it's all just like keep going you know just keep having fun who cares like <laughs> and i think that man attitude is what really carried me a long way because you know, I didn't grow up like a lot of these people that I look up to that grew up on big ranches and stuff. And next thing you know, I've got the job for Samsville Gallery representing them as their spokesmodel for Turquoise. I'm going to every single rodeo. I didn't grow up in rodeo. I didn't even grow up going to rodeos at all. Like, I had one uncle who was a cowboy, and I saw him rodeo a few times when I was a kid. And that was about it, you know, and now that is my job. That's what I do full time. And I feel like that's just something that's really strong for me to show people is that, you know, I have my insecurities and stuff, but I'm never going to let it stop no matter what. Like, you know, that's, that's me. Your insecurities push you to be better, to thrive. Exactly. I've, and that's one kind of attitude that I've kind of adored about the Western industry and all is that, um, you know, most of them, most people in this Western lifestyle, they don't look at somebody who's doing something and say, well, I don't know how to do it. So I'm just going to, you know, cross my arms here and just pout about it because I, I can't do it. No, I'm going to learn it. If I see somebody else doing it, I know I am perfectly capable because I share the same organs, the same muscle fibers, the same veins, and everything that you have in your body, I have mine. That means there is no difference between us, and there is no reason why I can't do what you do. 100%. And that's the perfect mentality to have to succeed in this business. A lot of people think it's so easy by posting a few pictures here and there, but like it is not. I am trying so hard, but I just can't seem to get a pattern going. I just, it doesn't work for me. And it's so much work. You mean a pattern as far as like consistency and what to post? Yeah, an aesthetic and just like. Your page is so clean. Like there's a vibe going through 
everything. Like, it's just looking, it's like you're looking at a mural. Well, and that's the thing, you know, and I've had some people actually tell me before, they're like, God, Kinsey, you're so unrealistic with your pictures. And like, you know, I've had a lot of people, of course, talk trash about it or whatever. But the way I see my Instagram and social pages, it's like a scrapbook. I want to look back on the memories that I worked really hard on that I love. I, you know, I love seeing pictures of this and that. I love seeing this outfit and I want to make the pictures as good as possible, not only because I'm a professional, but it's a scrapbook. One day my kids and my grandkids are going to be like, you know, when Instagram's gone one day, they're going to be like, mom, what was an Instagram? Like, can we see it or whatever? And I'm like, yeah, here it is. Like, I worked really hard. It's like an art. It's like literally making a scrapbook, putting your stickers and your little glitter and making it look pretty. That's me, but in digital format. Oh, it's it's crazy what you can put on Instagram, but in reality, it, that's not exactly what's going on. It's like you said, it's a scrapbook. You are acting for the picture. Exactly, and people like, and it's not even. I mean, it is like it is a, but don't let that discourage you from being not genuine. It is genuine. Like it's just. You're seeing what's inside of my brain. You know what I mean? You're mm-hmm. seeing how how I want you to view the create I see. Like, you know, people ask me, well, how do you figure out where to take pictures and whatever? I could drive down the road and see an old ratty ass be like, that's it. That's the spot. You know, and like, I see the picture in my head. The reason I create it so aesthetically is because I want you to see what I see. And then you can be inspired and you start to understand what I see. And then it kind of, you kind of train your brain and it just kind of develops that way. And, you know, there has been so many times where I have been like so discouraged because I go out and I see something in my head and it's just not turning out the way it is. And it just does nothing but frustrates me to the end. But it, it's okay because the moments when they do turn out exactly the way I'm thinking, that makes up for the last, like, two weeks that they didn't turn out, you mm-hmm. know, like, and that's part of being a creative, that's part of being an artist, like, things, your brain goes through seasons, like, you know, it's just the way it is, like, and it's, it's hard, it's a hard expectation. I think influencers more than anything because I think people see us more as a machine like we're just supposed to spit out these images no matter what and they don't understand it's still a form of art it's you're expecting it every day and real artists don't do it every day no. you know like that I remember last time we were talking that um when you go do some um, when you bring logs places, you sometimes bring a few outfits with your tripod and plan out some time to take some pictures, which is very, it's, you're multitasking. Yeah, most definitely. And my dad actually gets really mad at me for it. Oh, really? (laughs) Because some of my trips, I have to drive, you know, I have to truck down to like way South Texas, like in the valley, like way down there, like Harlingen, you know, way down there in the tip of Texas. And that trip alone can take me, like, six hours one way. And I will try, I mean, sometimes I try to line up my content with, like, like so say I'm on the days I'm trucking, 
I try to make my content like trucking content, obviously, you know, um, it, unless I have a short trip, like let's get to San Antonio, that's like an hour and a half from me. It's way different. I can bring one of those fashion outfits and everything. Um, I've gotten some funny looks because I drive a big truck and I'm wearing like, you know, my whole like Western witchy grunge gothic <laughs> get up, like from head to toe, dripping in turquoise and everything, and get out of the truck, and people are like scratching their heads. But <laughs> I uh, I usually can get it done, and honestly, that helps me a lot. And that's that's one of the biggest tips I think that I can give people that are trying to grow their social media because I get that question relentlessly and I grew up and I still live in a tiny tiny town but town I live in has a population of 600 people and you know so and within a 60 mile radius there's no other towns around me so it's nearly impossible to get any kind of traction and that was one of my biggest hacks for me was um taking advantage of the trips I was going on when I was trucking and using the time and the place I'm at to get a geotag on Instagram to grow my popularity because a lot of the times people will click the town I'm in and then, you know, because I've had a lot of likes or whatever, my post pops up at the first, the top page and people see me and they want to follow me from there. And I think that was one of the biggest hacks. And even now I still do that. I uh, probably about two or three days out of the week, I try to drive to um, a town within like 80 or 90 miles, like Bandera or Del Rio or somewhere like that, that's got a population of about 20 to 100,000 people. That's like the real sweet spot because it's the same thing with hashtags. You know, people tell you don't use hashtags that have a you know, a bunch of posts on them because you're going to get washed down. People are not going to see it because there's other popular people that are going to push your post down. Um, And it's the same thing with towns, you know, like use towns that are not ginormous because if you go to San Antonio, that's a 2.1 million population city. I know for for a fact I'm an, an ant compared to everybody, all the other influencers living in San Antonio, you know, so it's better for me to go to somewhere like Bandera with like a population of 40,000 because I know I'm going to be number one through five, like top, at least top five now, you know. That's actually some really good advice. I never actually thought about it that way. Yeah, and like I, I actually don't really talk about it that much. I guess I probably should hit that more on my Instagram, but that is one of my bigger tips because, you know, you can only do hashtags and whatever for so long, and Instagram obviously doesn't like it when you repeat hashtags and all that, which is super, super, super annoying. So, um, yeah, that was one of my biggest hacks um, was going from town to town, and you don't have to go, you know, you can hit the same town for you know, five or six months and post in that same town. And that's kind of how it was when I was living in Stillwater. Um, you know, I lived there for about a year and a half, but I, I posted in Stillwater for a solid like seven or eight months before I moved on to going to smaller towns around Oklahoma, like Norman and whatever, and posting other places. But that is, that is a big hack. And I mean, I read about, uh, I read articles about growing your social with all the time. And 
Um, that's one of the biggest things they say. But, you know, the weirdest part and the most annoying part is that I've noticed, and I don't know if this is true for sure, and, like, no one online can confirm it for me, but I think you actually have to be in that town when you post for it to work properly. Like, I can't sit here in South Texas and post that I'm in Lubbock, you know, like, it's just, it doesn't work that way, like, it kind of knows you're cheating, you know, Instagram is, they're so annoying, <laughs> but, like, it kind of, I feel like they can pick it up that you're trying to cheat the system, and so that's what makes it really hard, because then you got to spend money and gas and everything else to get to these towns and, to, and all that, but, I mean, given most people don't live in the middle of nowhere like I do, so it's a little bit different. So most people are at least 20, 15, 20 miles away from uh, some kind of normal town with ten or 15,000 people. <laughs> I never thought of that. That's actually a good point. Like, I'm always, when I post some pictures that I took out in Alberta, I'm tagging Alberta. I wonder if it's not working. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and the same thing is that when you, when you post, you know, Alberta, 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 like, like 150 times 150 posts in a row instagram's gonna start picking up that like maybe she's not really in alberta or she posts in this spot too much like the challenge of social media and tiktok isn't this way but i know instagram is they always want you to change it up they want you to unexpectedly unexpectedly do something different that's the hard part and they know that that human psychology we are based on schedules and patterns and consistency. We thrive on that. We love that. You know what I mean? That is basic human Whoa. knowledge. And Instagram knows that. And so that's how they make it a challenge for everybody. You know, we're not going to make it easy. We're not going to give you a system. We're going to totally screw it up for you. That way it's really hard to gain popularity. And it's the most aggravating part of everything. Oh, but, God, yes. And the, al- the, sooner, the algorithm. The sooner you easier you can change it yeah the algorithm is a pain in the ass yeah most definitely and honestly a lot of people use that word algorithm 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 and to be honest i don't really think that there was a whole lot of changes ever to the algorithm i think that they just they just manipulate the app in general to challenge everybody more and more and when we figure out something works they take it away after a few months, you know, so mm-hmm. that's, that's the worst part, and you know, right now, it's, it's like whatever they want to push is what will work for now, if that makes sense, like, you know, they, they, they reels, 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 well, everybody's been doing that for a while, and for a short time, like, you know, my photos weren't gaining me any followers at all, and so I was like, man, well, I really have to do go back to reels or whatever, or go to reels and start doing what everybody else is doing. And um, I decided I was going to do that. So I started posting reels and then I had a creator's block as I always do. And <laughs> I um, started posting pictures again and then my pictures started gaining followers. So I was like, okay, well, Instagram's obviously catching on to the fact that people are gaining followers from reels. So now they're going to switch it and go back to something else to make it harder on everybody. Of course. Because that's what they love to do. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, that was a good little bit about, like, I've noticed every time you put, like, questions on your Instagram, everybody talks about, like, and asks, how do you get popular? How do you start? How do you do this? You've pretty much given very good pointers. Like, if nobody takes anything from this, they're not going to succeed. What you literally gave is the key. Well, I just, I, you know, I've been anything that sometimes I think that if the West industry was much larger, it'd be here to grow the popularity. But you have to think about it. You know, people in the Western industry get discouraged when their accounts aren't going fast, but you have to realize how many people in the world are actually Western niche. How mainstream people even even know we exist very slim now so being you know an influencer with a hundred thousand followers in the western industry is like being an influencer in the main industry with five hundred thousand followers because the niche is so small so like i just wish people wouldn't get so discouraged with the numbers we are such a unique niche you know, 25% of the entire nation, you know, or whatever the demographics are. No, you're right. It's, it works out to be the same because this is a smaller audience. Yeah, for sure. And I, I wish, I wish, um, more people would realize that it's, it's, I don't know. Like sometimes I even catch myself being discouraged and I'm like, man, I only have, I only have 55,000 followers, like blah, 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 blah. But I know so many people who are sitting there who would just like give an arm and a leg to have 55,000 followers. And I just have to keep reminding myself that because social media is really good at making people insecure about what, you know, and it's, that's definitely been a challenge for, but you just have to keep reminding yourself that the Western industry is small, but Hey, we're growing. I mean, look at Yellowstone, like, I am good friends with Keith Ferguson at RFD TV, and he told me that uh, that Yellowstone got, I think it was like seventeen point eight million views the first night they aired. Oh my god! So that's amazing for the Western industry. You know, that's that's crazy. And I mean, there's what three hundred and thirty million people in the United States, and you have seven. That's a small percentage, so don't let it get you down. You know what I mean? Like we're. <laughs> We're a small group of people. No, 100%. So I know you're starting to get a little low on time. You only got a few minutes left. Um, but I figured I'd ask this question. What are some of your 2022 goals, social media and, you know, whys? Um, so definitely this year, I'm sorry, my suede is barking. It's a bad girl. But, um... Uh, one of my biggest goals for sure is, um, more television time. So I can't give a lot of details about it yet, but I have some major, major projects coming, um, with some TV people. And I'm also working with, uh, the Cowboy Channel through, um, through Samsville Gallery. We're doing more commercials and stuff like that. And I'm, um, interviewing a lot of people. And doing that kind of thing, which is totally new for me. For the past four years, I've been behind the camera, you know, just getting to re-record everything that I mess up on. And, <laughs> you know, now I'm doing live interviews and all that kind of thing, and it's completely different. But um, I definitely I definitely love new challenges and all that stuff, so TV is great for me. Um, 
And uh, I would say other than that, television, um, I would say definitely growing my business. Um, Wholesale is something that I'm going to start doing this year. And um, I'm hoping to wholesale to big, big companies like Cavenders and Boot Barn. Um, that's a pretty big challenge because the operational costs are insane. But I am determined to get there. And I think with the networking that I have and the people that I know, I don't think it's impossible for me. Um, so, you know, of course, keep growing on social media. Um, keep growing my TikTok, which I kind of just started recently. <laughs> I haven't been dedicated to it, but I would say my biggest goals are television, my wholesale, and growing my social for sure. Well, that is some really good goals, and we are for sure going to have to get you back on because you have so much things that you've been through and that you do that we can just talk about this for hours, but being a little short on time, I'm actually glad we stick to one subject and weren't all over the place. Yeah, for sure. I'd love to do a part two, part three of all of this. I have a lot of advice to give and um, I feel like this is kind of a bigger way for me to give people tips and teach people things you know, versus um, me just putting up a story on my Instagram with, like, five sentences worth of tips, you know? Like, that's not that's not the same kind of aid that people need. So I'm definitely down for a part two. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Well, that concludes another great episode this week. If you guys haven't already seen Kenzie's commercial with Corral Boots and Shaylee, I suggest to run to social media to Google it because that commercial is kick-ass and the best commercial I've, I've ever seen. Anyways, don't forget to follow her on social media, Western Gringa, and don't forget to give us a follow and subscribe to The Wild Sorrel. I hope you guys enjoyed this. We will see you next week. <laughs>